Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Daniel Victoria. And yeah, we've got a, a nice break of a week of sorts because last week was just chaotic mm-hmm. with all of the TGS news and such. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this week has given us a, a bit less to talk about, but nothing. There's still big stuff here, so it's not for a lack of important things to talk about. As we have things like, say, the biggest news of the week in Rockstar getting hacked and having a bunch of videos of in-development GTA 6 getting stolen and released yep. by the hacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, then 2K Games joined the fun as one of their support vendors got hacked. Mm-hmm. That allowed uh, some weird emails to get sent out to people. Yep. And uh, yeah, Twitch had their own big week mm-hmm. that uh, included a lot of people complaining and having issues with the various things they are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not a huge surprise mm-hmm. uh, for that. Uh, but we also have Microsoft announcing new hardware mm-hmm. uh, with one of their partners, Logitech. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what that's all about. And yeah, I got various other things here of sorts. Nothing really too huge, but... We'll get to that stuff here soon enough. Uh, before we do that, we'll talk about what we've been playing, and I'll kick it off here. Uh, what I've been playing, and yeah, one of the big ones here is Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, finally released the newest Shovel Knight game that is made by Nitrome, uh, which is the makers of a game called Bomb Chicken. Though I would say this game itself is kind of like a mix of uh, Shovel Knight and Downwell. Yeah. As the Drill Knight has sort of taken a bag that I guess is special to mm-hmm. Shovel Knights and drilled a giant hole down into the ground mm-hmm. that uh, he has to kind of go down and fight enemies. Uh, it's kind of a, a roguelite there as uh, he goes down into these explicit sort of sections and yeah the first one you run into is like the the mushroom mines which has mm-hmm. a bunch of uh fungusy areas a lot of dirt uh then uh the nice thing is there are a lot of uh gems to collect and as you're digging through dirt you're just basically going in the direction that you're digging so uh, you can collect uh the, the lines of gems pretty easily mm-hmm. uh, if you need to just get through that stuff uh you get uh, a lot of room to do that, and sort of like down while there are a lot of little side rooms that uh, tend to be something beneficial uh, for you. Uh, but along the way, you'll fight some enemies uh, that can, you know, fuck up your shit if you're not paying attention or doing mm-hmm. super well because it likes to spawn random flying enemies to come into the screen. Uh, that can be pretty annoying, but yeah, once you beat a section. Uh, you kind of pop out into this area. You get two choices uh, for what the, the next section is going to be like. And you'll see a little sign that has some icons on it that you'll eventually figure out like what that means mm-hmm. uh, for that area. Though some Sometimes you run into some special zones that you may not have access to right away mm-hmm. uh, that I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, but yeah, it's got a little bit of uh, downwell to it. Maybe some Spelunky is there... It seems like your main progress is going through four areas. Mm-hmm. And then 
uh, beating, I assume, the Drill Knight at the end, and there may end up being like a final true ending kind of scenario you can go through at the end of sorts, mm. but uh, what you'll probably deal with a lot early on is dying a lot, and the sort of like Shovel Knight, uh, you don't lose all of your gems. Uh, they do pop out like three bags that will float in on your next run. Uh, they can be tough to get because uh, sometimes you might be sitting on platforms that they are just flying through and be no way to get to it. That's kind of frustrating, but you still get to keep like 80% of your the gems you collect and that stuff you take back up to the surface uh, to go uh, either to Hoofman's shop on the right side where he has some upgrades and eventually you'll find the armor that can make armor sets for you. Uh, and on the left side, there are some other merchants, one that can offer you shortcuts to areas you've been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to just skip ahead instead of doing a full run, uh, obviously that leaves you in uh, potential to get to tougher areas with less like perks or uh, special moves or anything like that. Uh, so there is a reason to go through all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a shopkeeper, Chester, uh, that will sell additional perks that can be thrown into the mix, so they seem to get progressively more expensive with each one you buy. Uh, mm. But yeah, as I've said, you kind of keep the vast majority of your your gems on each run, so it's not too hard to kind of go back and get that stuff. And yeah, along the way, you're kind of picking up some side items, uh, things like keys uh, that can be easily broken, because there's glass keys, which you take one mm-hmm. hit and it breaks. Uh, one of the upgrades you can get is like being able to hold multiple items, so it starts to feel like Yoshi's Island. Hmm. Uh, with your line of eggs behind you, and you can literally get eggs. Mm-hmm. And if you find a side area that has a nest, you can hatch it, and it'll, you know, a creature will be born that will potentially help you out on yeah. your run. Uh, so there's a lot to uh, consider with that stuff. And it's also just as easy to get hit and break all that stuff and fuck up mm-hmm. uh, in fun ways that... Uh, and along the way, you're also trying to get these cogs, these gears. Uh, there's three in each section. And yeah. if you get those to the end, you get a special bonus. That can be like, oh, give me some food to refill my health completely, or a special perk uh, out of the, the stuff that's already unlocked. So there's a lot to it. It's one of those kind of roguelites where you can probably get through it uh, if you get lucky. You know, short amount of time if you just... Uh, are not that great at it, so you'll take a bit more time, but you can eventually like, grind out uh, different bonuses and such. You're not really affecting any stats mm-hmm. uh, that I've seen so far, but there's a lot to this. It's a fun game. I'm looking forward to put some more time into that one. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the other new release I've been playing is Return to Monkey Island. Yeah. Uh, the long-awaited return of uh, Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman to the series. Mm-hmm. This is taking place after the second game, Monkey Island LeChuck's Revenge. Yeah. Uh, to try to spoil this as little as possible, the uh, the big way that it starts uh, is exactly the way that it ends in Monkey Island 2, where you see this like kid versions of Guy Rush and LeChuck yeah. uh, pop out of this like uh, amusement park building. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this park, and then there's like, oh, there's their parents, and like, oh, it's time to go, kind of mm-hmm. thing. The way this starts is that same scene, 
And they're like, oh, yeah, there's our parents. And then they find out, like, those aren't their parents. They're just random people that were standing nearby that just said they were parents. Uh, so they kind of have to go around and explore the island or the the area. They find their buddy, D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're trying to get, like, the like your initial one is getting a scurvy dog. Mm-hmm. Which is basically a hot dog on a stick. Uh, but they have to uh, go to the toilets, uh, uh, you know, and find like a coin, a piece of eight like coin on mm-hmm. the ground and trade that for scurvy dogs. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, you know, is on the floor of a bathroom. Not really a great mm-hmm. place to do that, but the. Uh, but the the nice thing is this is sort of a modern adventure game, so you get like a uh, an inventory item that is essentially like here's a log of things to do, mm-hmm. and that's especially useful in that initial area because there's like oh, there's a lot of stuff to do here, you know, uh, a foot race. Uh, there's things to collect in other places to go look at, and mm-hmm. this kind of gives you a, a bit of stuff to do, right? Uh, initially, and then you run into. Uh, Guybrush three put, and you find out like, oh, these are his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, you know, old, uh, not that old, but probably like forties, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Uh, he's like, oh, if I told you, he's like, you told me a lot of stories about, you know, your adventures on Monkey Island mm-hmm. and uh, finding Big Whoop, uh, which is what Monkey Island two was about. And he's like, oh, tell me another story, and he's like, well. I'll tell you the time I really found the secret of Monkey Island. And sort of gets a a bit of a Princess Bride kind of framing to this whole story here. Mm -hmm. As there's been a couple times where he's like, told him like, oh, this this happened or this person showed up. And he's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Guybrush changes it to whatever makes sense, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I've played about two hours now. So I've been just going around. So sort of like the uh, what happens in the first Monkey Island, uh, the secret of Monkey Island, you're kind of trying to get a ship and a crew. And it seems like neither of those things exist anymore on Melee Island. Uh, in fact, the only ship that seems to be crewing up to go is uh, LeChuck's ship. Yeah. And you're coming to a realization like, oh, we have to find some means of getting onto his ship and maybe taking it over, uh, maybe getting rid of LeChuck so we can go really find the secret of Monkey Island yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, the how everything works works as you expect with a, a plane on PC. Uh, it does have a, a nice little thing where uh, you can click on characters to talk to them, and it'll sometimes have uh, two different things to do. So, you know, you yeah. hit left mouse button for one thing, right mouse button for another, uh, which sometimes be like, oh, ask him questions with the first, uh, the left mouse button mm. and, and right mouse buttons. Like, here's the thing you do to progress to the next mm. thing. And it gives you more opportunities to uh, talk more, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah. On Melee Island, they have, you know, plenty of things that harken back to uh, the first game, but it's, you know, years later. So mm. it's like, oh, here's the, the pirate leaders that you talk to, and uh, these are all new ones yeah. that are less about, you know, theatrics and tradition about just actual not fucking around anymore. And so they don't take any of Guybrush's bullshit 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically tell him to go fuck off uh, for funding his expedition. I was like, oh, we're, we're Stan's uh, used ship shop. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's closed down because he's in jail. Uh, so you got to go talk to him. And he's like, oh, I think I'm going to win this thing. So now I don't need you to break me out of jail. Because uh, you have to find a locksmith that just needs you to tell her the like serial code on the lock. And she can make any key, which isn't great for, say, a jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot there. I'm not going to spoil too much more. But it's seems like a, a very fun sort of evolution of what those original games were. There's no more verbs to it. It just kind of plays everything the way that it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inventory stuff is pretty easy to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a hint book. I have not had a chance or had a need to use it just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But from what I've read, it is going to be probably much better than what was in these special editions of the original two games. Because mm-hmm. uh, it seems like this time around, it actually kind of knows what what you've seen and are uh, likely to be doing next. So it'll actually give you hints that are relevant. Mm-hmm. Instead of just stuff that's like, oh, I already did that, or I have no clue what that means, mm. kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, definitely recommend checking that out if you like the the other two games or just adventure games in general. Mm. It has a scrapbook of sorts to kind of go over the stories of the original two games. So, uh, there you go for that. And the other two stuff, would you call it advantageous to uh, play any of the uh, previous games in the series? Because I know a few weeks back, Steam had a sale for like the entire series for like five bucks, which I went ahead and hopped on. But uh, you know, obviously, I haven't had a chance to uh, get on them yet. And I know that um, Gilbert only worked with a couple. So would you say it's worth playing those two before playing this one, or can I just go into this and uh, go into it blind? Uh, you can go into this. Uh, they have a scrapbook thing that sort of gives you uh, the gist of the, the story stuff that's going on. Mm. That sort of guy brushes like looking back on what happened in those two games. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to if you don't want to. Uh, but I do think it is fun to sort of have uh, all of the references, because I don't think it's going to cover everything mm. uh, from those two games. But uh, yeah, you'll probably get by just fine. Mm. Uh, Fair enough. But, but you might miss some of the, the fan service that's in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that is uh, that is Return of Monkey Island. I think it's twenty five bucks uh, for Switch and PC. Mm. Uh, I think uh, Shovel Knight Dig is also twenty five bucks. So got some cheaper stuff there. Uh, the other games I've been playing are some older stuff. Uh, Euro Truck Simulator Two, uh, which has been having this event that ends today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is about uh, delivering stuff to a convention in Hanover, Germany. Mm. Uh, that is, I forget what it's, it's called like ITS, uh, their convention center. Uh, so I managed to get that completed earlier today. Mm-hmm. took me a little bit cause I, I messed up one thing that was supposed to be, there's like one job it specifically asked you to do. And I was just doing, uh, the other things instead. I mm. misunderstood cause it was like, I oh, need to deliver a trailer from this one place to another place to the convention. I was like. I kept taking jobs, but it wasn't counting. I was like, oh, I probably specifically need to do the trailer, not the uh, forklifts is the other thing they have there. Uh, I figured anything was a trailer. Mm. But now I know that it specifically means that. Uh, So there you go for that. I have some nice little bonuses for that. And 
I've been playing some God of War, getting back into that as I want to beat it before Ragnarok comes out in uh, November. And yeah, I've been working my way through that as I have gone through Helheim. Mm -hmm. I have worked my way into... Uh, what was that? I think we were near where Odin was at of sorts, mm -hmm. but now kind of going back and like, well, we need to get to... Uh, Jotunheim, we may have a means of doing that. Mm. Uh, so let's do all this weird shit that doesn't really make any sense, but I guess it makes sense in their their reality. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's been uh, fun to get into. Is uh, I'm in an interesting part of the story where uh, Atreus and Kratos uh, sort of are at odds a bit, mm -hmm. uh, as Atreus very much is uh, not enjoyed learning that. Uh, he is a god uh, and that his parents have been keeping it from him his whole life mm -hmm. and sort of wants to know more about what that means what his dad did as a god and that kind of thing and Kratos very much did not want to talk about that uh, uh, though now I think Kratos kind of wants to explain some things to him but mm -hmm. has not found the right opportunities uh, and so there's that whole thing going on, but also been just beating up a lot of fucking enemies. So mm -hmm. that's the other fun part of it. So yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. So how about you, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, as for me, uh, now both me and Andrew can reveal uh, what we were playing, uh, which was Trails from Zero. Um, I actually finished it a couple days ago. Um, and... Uh, you know, we'll, I'll wait until Dan Rub talks and we get in that more in-depth. But um, other than that, I have, uh, of course, been using my Game Pass approaching. There's some new Game Pass games that have come out. And um, two of the games that I've been playing is uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker and Deathloop. Uh, Deathloop, of course, is was previously a PS5 exclusive um, that was made by Arcane, uh, the same people behind the Dishonored series. And uh, by all intents and purposes, it takes place in that same universe, uh, just at a much more modern time period. Um, but essentially, the sort of overall gist is you're this guy who's stuck on this island called Black Reef, where a scientist and a bunch of other people have essentially used a time displacement device to essentially repeat the same 24 hours over and over again in perpetuum. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, and your goal basically is that you're trying to kill all of the major, what they're called the visionaries who keep the loop going so that you can finally break the loop. And on top of the fact that you're going against them, uh, and they of course have themselves and they're, you know, uh, guards trying to kill you. There's this chick named Julianne who's also trying to kill you for some reason you don't know. She's very much knows who you are, and she has apparently done this uh, several times before. And the thing is, funny thing is, you wake up not having really any memory of what it is, but she definitely knows who you are. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, you know, if you've played... Uh, a previous arcane game, you kind of have an idea of how this works. Um, the environment is pretty much completely traversable. Um, 
you can you know you've got several weapons you can use uh but unlike uh in the dishonored series where you're encouraged to stay hidden out of sight and be as nonviolent as you can here you're encouraged to basically kill every single person that you come in contact with with the catch being that they all act fairly realistically to you attacking a group of them so they all are about as strong as you are if not stronger so you can die very easily um and speaking of games where you can also die very easily uh hard space shipbreaker uh basically this is one of those games kind of like a you know um power wash simulator where it's sort of like takes like the concept of like a a fairly basic job and um sort of weaving a fairly elaborate plot around it. Um, essentially, it's the future, and you are a person who has been hired to break up ships. Uh, basically, you are out in space, and you are tasked with taking these various space vessels of various classes and basically taking them apart. And uh, basically, you've got some bins that you use. One bin is for processing, where it's, you know, stuff with, like, valuable minerals in it or, you know, places, you know, things that can be reconstituted for other things. You also have one that's a furnace, where you can basically burn something down to its essential minerals. And then you also have the barge, which is below you, and that's where you put all the stuff that can be resold. Um, so stuff like, you know, pilot chairs computer terminals, stuff like that. Um, and it's very, it's, it, it's not easy. It, every single uh, ship, you essentially have to sort of work your way from the inside out, slowly, methodically taking pieces apart um, and putting them in their respective areas. And, you know, some of these ships, they're pressurized, which means that if you're not careful, you can cause a hole to open and it'll basically blast you out into the middle of space, like far away from where you could, where you need to be. Uh, sometimes you can light stuff on fire. And if you're trying to remove their reactor cores, the reactor cores can have a full-on meltdown and basically cause a nuclear explosion. Um, and of course, the thing is, uh, the company that you work for in this game called the Lynx Corporation, they basically own your genetic code. So every time you die, they basically recreate a clone of you to take your place, and they charge you for it. Um, in fact, when you hired up for them, they basically put you into debt servitude by charging you like 1.5 billion credits for the privilege of being turned into a genetic clone. And every time you die, they add on to it. And, of course, they also charge you for stuff like uh, room and board, also, uh, you know, get buying new equipment, stuff like that. Um, and games, it's really good. I mean, it's legitimately very addictive. Um, it does require some patience. It is not something that you can do very fast because, again, you have to take these things apart piece by piece. And... You know, on occasion, you can, like, take really huge pieces and take them to where they need to be if they're all, like, of the same type. But most of the time, you have to uh, take them apart, and if they're too big a piece, you have to actually cut them into pieces. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, Darren, what about you? Yeah, I uh, just got back from Hawaii last week, so I haven't been playing a whole lot of stuff aside from what's on my Switch. But um, mm. on my PS5, I have been playing. I've mm. been playing a little bit of five-player mode. And um, a lot of the complaints I had last year uh, kind of rear their ugly head in here again. Um, yeah. Obviously, with your my player, you start off with a certain rating. And what really sets us apart from like a lot of um, other sports games is that you have sort of this central hub that you're in. And mm-hmm. you can pretty much interact with anybody who's playing the game. And they're just about as lower leveled as you. And like, you know, early on, if you see someone with a really, really high level, then that must mean they paid for it because uh, NBA mm-hmm. 2K23 has totally been embracing the microtransaction life as of late and it doesn't appear to have really changed with this with this particular game but um yeah Mm. aside from the fact that that hasn't really changed um uh the basketball is also like pretty much unchanged too but i wouldn't say that's a negative like uh, 2k23 is or nba 2k is the best basketball game for a reason and its gameplay is pretty much there as well uh the main thing that you'd notice if you're playing like human multiplayer games is the fact that the uh the presentation unfortunately has taken a dip um the halftime show is nowhere near as involved as it has been in years past i used to praise the nba 2k series for its super authentic presentation but now they bring it to the point where like the halftime show hardly even exists like i used to laugh at the uh, awkwardness of uh you know uh, uh shack and um all the people that would just like you know act a fool or checked in a fool during during the, the halftime show and like that doesn't really show up anymore. So mm-hmm. um, it's really tough to see what exactly 2K 2023 really focused on, aside from all the uh, the Air Jordan stuff. Because, you know, with 23, obviously that's Michael Jordan's number, and they really focused mm-hmm. on uh, his mode. And I've already talked about that. So there really isn't anything new for me to talk about, aside from the fact that I'm, you know, I'm still enjoying the game for what it is. But it definitely, while it's still super playable, it's it, it it just doesn't feel as great as it was, like, you know, during NBA 2K 11, 12, and oh my gosh, I'm just realizing that, that it's been 10 years. So, like, it's been the best, but, you know, it's also followed the Madden syndrome, and like, okay, there's been no competition, so there really hasn't been much of a emphasis on really improving itself, and that's really unfortunate. But aside from that, if you want a good basketball game, 2K 23 is a good basketball game, but that's pretty much all it is. I wouldn't say you need it, but yeah, it's a solid title. Uh, anyway, going back to what I've been playing on the Switch, we can mm-hmm. finally talk about it as the embargo lifted a few days ago. Yeah, is the Legend of Heroes Trails uh, from Zero. And, mm-hmm. uh, this one is a game that uh, I actually went ahead and assigned to Brandon to review because I went on my trip. Yeah, uh, but um, the journey to get to this release has definitely been rough. Um, mm-hmm. Those of you that follow this podcast know that we absolutely love this series. It all mm. started with Trails from the Sky, which is available for uh, PC uh, mm. and Vita, or, or PSP, if you want to put it there. And um, yeah, so what's significant about uh, Trails from Zero is that it takes place in the state of Crossbell, yeah. which is uh, sort of an independent state away yeah. from, you know, uh, Liberal and Erebonia, which the last two trilogies were from, or, you know, we, we, we can't even call Trails of Coastal a trilogy because it's four games. It's four dead, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the main thing is that uh, the events in Trails from Zero took place at the exact same time as Trails of Coastal, which uh, came out like around what uh, four or five years ago on the on, mm-hmm. on the PS3 as well as the PC. And um, you know, obviously, we already had Trails of Coastal Four, so if you played mm-hmm. through the entire Trails of Coastal series, you pretty much were already spoiled with the events of Crossbell. 
So mm-hmm. um, these characters showed up in Shield Coast Steel 3 and 4. And you didn't, if, if you didn't play, um, you know, what was available in America, you didn't really, really know who they were. So now mm-hmm. they're available here. Uh, it was published by uh, NIS America. And with this one, they actually hired the, uh, the Geofront, which is mm-hmm. an underground base uh, uh, fans of the series who went ahead and translated the games themselves because they didn't think that they'd actually make it to the West, which yeah. they did. It's a good thing that you know Nisa went ahead and hired them. Um, as far as what I've played, uh, Brandon beat it, so he'll be able to talk more about it. But I haven't really seen any um, nastiness in regards to his translation. I have seen some like grammatical mistakes here and there, but nothing. Yeah, that one really, or two. Nothing. Nothing significant. But nothing that really like kills the story. Um, mm-hmm. for what it's worth. Anyway, um, I'm about twenty hours in. I just got through chapter two, and if you've played any of the uh, Trails games, mainly the uh, Trails in the Sky series, you'd know that um, this is pretty much in a 2D sprite form. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of 3D in this game at all. Um, but, you know, with that said, it, it, it has the charm of, a, of an SNES era uh, sort of game. Yeah. Um, but as far as what it does new, um, especially after coming, coming out of Trails of Coast Steel, it doesn't really do a whole lot new at all. It's, it's pretty much like the same sort of format. Uh, you have your main hub, you're doing your your, your little quests, and you do mm-hmm. like the, the required quests in order to move the store forward. And the main gimmick here is that instead of uh, the Bracer Guild, which was from uh, you know, uh, Trails in the Sky, as well as uh, the, the, the school from Trails of Cold Steel, this time you're the SSS, you're the special support section. You are um, the, the lowest of the low as, as a part of the police force. But the main yeah. thing is that um, the police force has little to no respect in Crossbell. So no. um, everybody loves the Bracer Guild and because they, they, they seem to get a whole lot of work done, but nobody really respects the police, and the police went ahead and formed this force in order to get some of that respect back. And mm. you actually also come across some of the main characters from Children in the Sky, you know, as yeah. John. And they're senior bracers. They're awesome. You're, in, in Chapter 1, you see them, like, kill these... Uh, big enemies in, in, in less than one hit. So I was like, oh yeah, they're amazing, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so the, the main character in this game is Lloyd Bannings. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, was just uh, away in a police school trying to be a detective like his older brother. And then mm-hmm. his party consists of uh, Randy Orlando, who is a mm-hmm. uh, red-haired guy from, uh, was it the first division that he was a part of, Brandon? I, 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 I uh, he was, yeah, I no, he was with the Guardian Force. Okay, yeah, his yeah, his member because his superior is one of the his former superior shows up, and she basically he's like absolutely terrified of her. Yeah, but basically he was a part of the military in some form. Yeah, the well Crossbell's version of a military. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah. of like a self defense force, more or less. He was apparently kicked out for womanizing, which uh, isn't really the full story. But you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into uh, yeah uh, detail there. And then you have Ellie um, McDowell, who is the daughter of uh, Crossbell's mayor. And mm-hmm. then you have Tia Cleto, who is um, a genius, basically. And she's definitely a young girl, but she's pretty much like, she's pretty much uh, what Futaba was in um, Persona 5, except you can actually like use her in battle. So she, has, mm-hmm. she definitely has some uh, skills with the herbal staff and uh, stuff like that. And um, yeah, again, so, so far I just finished Chapter 2. We're in the middle of the... Uh, this little uh, festival going on, which is actually pretty common in the series. And um, 
yeah, uh, I've I've really been enjoying what I've played so far. I don't I don't think twenty hours really scratches the surface with where we're going. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be a sixty to eighty hour game, and um, I don't really have any complaints. Um, the main thing that's really working for me is that uh, if you press the L, um, the, the the left shoulder button, you can you can go into high speed mode. Yeah, which definitely works well for some of its cutscenes because their their cutscenes are really really slow paced, and yeah, uh, uh, a, a lot of the dialogue is like pretty slow which is like what what you expect in this game well you gotta remember like these were these were originally psp games so exactly yeah yeah and i think these these are actually the the neo version aren't they uh or the pretty sure they are yeah like what up res because like these definitely look a whole lot better than trails in the sky did so Mm -hmm. uh, there's that and then the main thing that it adopted from trails of cold steel is the fact that you can actually attack an enemy from uh the free roam mode that way you can um, get an advantage in battle that ability was not available in Trails in the Sky, but it was in Trails of Cold Steel. So mm-hmm. it is interesting seeing sort of both the evolution and de-evolution, because this, these games actually did come out before the Trails in the uh, uh, Cold Steel series. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons why like it, it took a while to get here was because since we had the 3D versions first, it's like, okay, why would we go back in 2D? But if you were to ask a lot of the hardcore fans of this series, they would say that this duology and crossbow are actually the, the high point of the game. Uh, I'm not inclined to agree yet, but I'm definitely like there as far as like the way the, the this story carries itself. Especially like it's it's still very current. I mean, like you know, um, we always have our our issues with uh, the police and law enforcement, and like this is a sort of like it, it sort of tells its, it, it, its own story there as well, which makes it even which makes the fact that you know this is a Japanese developed game like even more mm-hmm. impressive. Which, well, it actually answered, like, one of the questions about, like, wow, you know, we've played a bunch of these games, and yet this is really the first time we've seen, like, an actual dedicated law enforcement agency in these games. Like, sure, like, you'll have, like, maybe the military, you know, that'll show up in, like, like in LaBurl that are, like, guarding the gates or every, every so often, like maybe a city guard, but you don't really see any police. And, well, this game basically answers why. Uh, because when you have the Bracer Guild around, they're basically completely useless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the SSS is really there because they, 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 they pretty much were jealous of the Bracer Guild and they were trying to get some respect for the police back, which is a sort of grimy in its own right. But, mm-hmm. like, these four characters are really definitely strong for what I've seen so far. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally enjoying it. And then as for the battle system, like it's 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 totally the same. If you've played a Trails game before, it's it's been what it is. Well, I mean, unlike the Cold Steel series, it's you know it's OG. It's the tile based combat. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, like uh, that's pretty much all I think I want to say. Well, what what about you, Brandon? About it? Uh, well, having said that, I finished it. Um. I will tell you, uh, as far as the Trails games go, it is actually relatively shorter okay. than a lot of than a lot of the other Trails games are. Um, that might be either because I'm a fast reader, or it might actually be simply because, unlike in you know Trails of Cold Steel or Trails in the Sky, where you know you're either going like all over either Erebonia or Labral, respectively, you're pretty much all of the game is focused in and around Crossbell. So, um, it's, I mean, more... it's, it's, it's sort of similar to Cold Steel, where in the sense that we're in the first game, you were actually limited to the school before you actually venture out. But even after you finish a chapter, you end up in the, back in the school again. So Crossbell yeah. is definitely more of a hub world, uh, 
compared to what we see in the rest of the series. Yeah, more or less. Um, but most of the game really does focus around Crossbell. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, obviously there are some other places, like there's a mining village just nearby. There's, like, another sort of, like, a touristy village. And uh, yeah. you do actually go... Those, like, even after you go through all that, you still end up back in yeah, you still end up back in Crossbell. And you also do uh, go over to, uh, crap, I forgot what it's called, but that amusement park that's uh, like across. Think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't actually go inside it because you don't have any tickets, but you do. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, they saved that for later on. Cool. I don't know if you remember, cool. but remember in Col- if you play Cold Steel 4, you do actually get to go into the yes. amusement park. Um, yes. They actually pretty if there's one thing about the Cold Steel games, especially the later parts, I can say is they pretty faithfully reproduced Crossbell pretty much down to a T. Um, even remember going into the... Uh, I remember going into the Stargazer's Tower in Cold Steel 3 or 4, and yeah. it was just as complicated. So. Yeah, and um, even like remember going into the... Uh, going into, you know, the, the hotel area that's, like, just in front of the music park. Yeah, and you've got the little laser light logo floating around on the uh, on the floor. Yeah, that's from this game. It's there. <laughs> like, it's just one of those little touches that makes it so neat. So, you were, you were talking about its length. Uh, did, do you remember your hour count after you finished the game? Uh... It took me about a week and a half to finish it, and I usually played about two hours per night. Um, so, probably a good 30, 40 hours. Oh, that that actually is pretty short for Trails game. Yeah, um, but uh, it's. I will say though, what it does, what it doesn't have in length, it more and makes up for it in storytelling. Um, because uh. There's a. It really sort of goes into depth of like all the issues that Crossbell is dealing with, specifically the corruption from you know their diet and also the influence of organized crime, stuff that they end up you know gratefully expanding on in Trails from Azure. But yeah, uh, compared to some of the other ones, this one is a lot shorter. Um, yeah, and then, like, if, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't know if it's been, like, officially a thing, but I think Nisa said that they're trying to get Azure out before April. Yeah. So that means that they're, they're just trying to go ahead and trying to, you know, finish this up, because we still have, yeah. like, Revenue and the other games to go move forward on. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. Unlike uh, the first Trails of in the Sky and the first Cold Steel game, uh, this one actually wraps up pretty well. It doesn't end on, like, an infuriating cliffhanger. Um, yeah, those games had a really infuriating kill by cliffhangers. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, obviously some of the, uh, and yeah, like if you've played the Cold Steel games, you'll find out that, yeah, some of these characters you're meeting for the first time here are, uh, that are like, you know, nice and your allies. Yeah. Some of them aren't actually all that nice. You find out, um, uh, for example, like one of the people that ends up being one of your biggest allies to start off with is the same guy that ends up, you know, declaring Crossbell's independence. One of the uh, persons that people that, uh, you know, Elsie is friends with, uh, not Elsie, Elise, or whatever her name is. Um, yeah, Ellie's friend is uh, actually one of the uh, operatives for, for the... 
Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you've played Trails of Coast Hill 3 or 4, this was already a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you see some of those dolls, too, lying around as well from the doll studio that ends up being uh, where Renee is from. Yeah, she's in this game, too. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, uh, they you see, like, some of the, you know, some of the giant mecha for the first time. Um, that end up playing more prominent roles in, you know, Cold Steel. Yeah, you see a lot. It, it actually fleshes out a lot of the stuff. Like, if you were like, what is the big deal with all this Crossbell stuff? These games definitely flesh out all of it. I don't know if you want to answer this or if it qualifies as a spoiler, Brandon, but do you run into Reen in this game? Reen? Yeah. Uh, you mean the... <sighs> Shit, I'm Rain trying from, to... From, from, from Cold Steel, the main character. Oh, uh, no. Okay. What about no, Yuna? He, Yuna? Uh, no, I don't think she's here either. I do know, however, that apparently, um, no, because Yuna was like a kid when this game yeah. was being made. So when this game came, was, uh, I, existed. I do no, have some screenshots of the Revolution version putting yeah. her in, but I don't yeah, know if this I'm is. I'm pretty sure she doesn't show, if she does show up, it's not going to be until Trails of Azure. And Trails from Azure. And I do know that uh, Gilead Osborne shows up near the end of Trails from Azure. So oh, Yeah, I mean, like he's in, he's in um, Trails in the Sky, too, isn't he? Uh, I don't know if he is. I know a really small role, but I think if you visit one of the embassies, he's, he's in one of them. I'm not uh, completely sure. I'm pre- I don't know if he is, but I do know like one of the ambassadors is there. Um, yeah. But yeah, because the Erebonian stuff really doesn't come into play in Crossbell until the Independence Crisis happens, and the big tree shows up and all that stuff. So yeah, um, but the, the the last point I wanted to make before we move on is the fact that um, I have been playing on the Switch, and Brandon's been playing, been playing on the PS4, so we can go ahead and talk about his differences. Um, the main reason why I took the Switch version, aside from like you know being able to play portably, is the fact that I did hear it, that, that it's a little better. Um, I've heard that the 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 resolution makes it um, a little bit better, and it's also uh, related to like some somewhat less of a lag time uh, and things like that. But I have also been abusing the heck out of the high speed mode, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's really been uh, a part of it. But given that I actually got my start in the series playing it on Vita, um, I don't mind it at all. Um, the main thing that does uh, somewhat suck here is that. Um, uh, your saves are actually going to go ahead and move forward with Azure and uh, the Reverie and all of the Trails games moving forward. So if you are somebody who plans on, you know, playing it on console and you really do care about all the progress you've made and, you know, getting all that same data, uh, definitely play it on the platform that you definitely see yourself playing the most. Mm-hmm. At, uh, that being said, I, it does not um, take anything from Cold Steel, right? Since you're playing uh, the PS4. No. Um, no, it does not. Okay. But yeah, that's all I got. All right, so yeah, let's get to some news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what's happening for the rest of this month for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. As they decided not to release this last week when uh, all the other news was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of this stuff that's already out now at this point. Uh, Deathloop, mm-hmm. uh, as we know, is on PC, uh, Xbox Series X and S, as well mm-hmm. as on PlayStation Plus Premium. Yeah. Uh, for people that have those services. Yep. Uh, there's Hardspray Shipbreaker, which has been on PC Game Pass for a bit now. Yep. Uh, but now it's officially out on Xbox, Series X and S. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that is uh, a good thing to check out. I might end up just sticking to the PC version, uh, especially because I already have all the progress on my Steam version. So I'll yeah. just stick to that. I played a little bit with the controller, and it seems to work pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like uh, on keyboard, just being able to hit like one, two, three to switch between the uh, the different tools easily. Mm-hmm. Versus going through that weapon wheel. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of think they could have just done a you know first person shooter thing, hit it you know once to swap to the other one and hold mm-hmm. it down for the the demolition, the third mm-hmm. one. But uh, there you go for that. Uh, let's see. Also available now, console and PC, Spider Heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of a they call it a fast paced couch co op brawler, mm-hmm. uh, where you are basically a bunch of spiders that can jump around and also have like lightsabers. I think. Uh, they can fight each other, so there you go for that. Uh, there's Beacon Pines that is available now on console and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, I believe, an adventure game. Uh, but spooky, uh, a little spooky uh, for the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go with that. Uh, Slime Rancher 2 is out in early access on PC and Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a... Uh, sort of survival building collection thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go around collecting the slimes, putting them in houses, and feeding them stuff to collect their gem poop that can, you can mm-hmm. use and spend on stuff. Uh, so it seems like it's built uh, with a new world to explore and new slimes and all that. So that'll be fun to check out. Uh, for the stuff that isn't here yet... Let's see, Moonscar is out September 27th, console and PC. Uh, 2D Souls-like platform slasher. Uh, Mm. So there you go for that, if you want one of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grounded hits its full release on September 27th, console Mm -hmm. and PC. Uh, So you can check out the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Might be able to actually get out of the yard Mm. uh, at this point. I don't know, but uh, let's see... September 29th, console and PC, there's Let's Build a Zoo. That's sort of a management sim, uh, building a, a zoo with different uh, sort of uh, animals. Uh, while hiring staff, trying to make it a fun park for visitors, uh, all that kind of stuff. They also do DNA splicing, mm-hmm. because why not? Why not make it weird like that? Yeah. Uh, let's see, there's Valheim. Finally mm-hmm. out on Game Pass for PC on September 29th. Yep. No console version until I think next year at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, let's see. Paw Patrol Grand Prix on September 30th. Console mm-hmm. PC. Uh, that is a kart racer, I believe, with the Paw Patrol characters. So there you go for that. Uh, let's see what else they have on here. Yeah, they updated the Xbox app. So they can have its list data from how long to beat mm-hmm. on the game pages, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of annoying for me because it's the very top thing you see. Mm. Uh, they pushed all the like description information and things about like what features it supports are all the way at the bottom of the page now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to turn this off because I don't, I don't pick the games I'm going to play based on how long they take to beat. Yeah. So it's like this information does nothing for us. It's one more uh, reason to not even really go to those pages unless there's just something wrong with the game. 
I don't want to see if other people are having issues, but let's see mm-hmm. what else is here. Not really anything else. FIFA 23 will be on EA Play uh, for early access until uh, or as of September 27th. If you have Game Pass Ultimate or EA Play outright, mm-hmm. I can check that out. Um, I think that's it for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, there you go uh, for the Game Pass stuff. Some neat mm-hmm. stuff there. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto kind of briefly mentioned was still being worked on mm-hmm. at the direct last week, and uh, now we know a little bit more is that it's going to release April seventh, twenty twenty three, and we'll have a, a teaser trailer October sixth at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say four p.m. Eastern time it'll release, so. You can check out the first footage mm-hmm. of that movie, and we'll see what the hell that is at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a point of conversation. I mean, obviously, like we've been expecting a trailer for a while, especially since the movie was actually supposed to come out this winter. And uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're Nintendo or I don't know Illumination Studios, like you, you got to be at least a little bit worried uh, over the fact that uh, Sonic Two, I mean, in my opinion, ended up being a really good uh, Uncharted was solid. And um, yeah, like given the fact that we know who is on this cast and no, I, I can't really think of any Nintendo fan who's like super psyched about what's happening. Um, you know, there, there, there is a little bit of fear there. Like we, we, we do want it to end up good. Like it probably will sell, you know, it's, it's Mario, you know, people love Mario. Mario is definitely up there with like Pikachu and uh, Mickey Mouse. But, you mm. know, at the end of the day, the, the, the first Mario movie wasn't good. And now that you have Sonic being awesome and you have Uncharted being solid too, and you have like, you know, the cyberpunk anime and uh, that League of Legends thing on Netflix, like a lot of the video game media stuff is good. So you really yeah. hope this is good for you. And I hope that uh, whatever they hope that they hope to show at the trailer is awesome. And it is pretty cool because New York Comic Con really isn't known for anything. They're definitely yeah. the second most popular Comic Con to, to, to the one in San Diego, but they haven't really done anything pivotal. And uh, this qualifies, so um, hopefully it works out. Yeah. Yeah, well, see how that thing looks here in about... I'll be next week. Uh, Though not for the show next week, but yeah, that is going to be one of those most curious uh, movies that we're keeping an eye on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, let's see what's next here. Portal. Mm-hmm. It has some new DLC coming uh, from NVIDIA mm-hmm. uh, that is going to uh, upgrade the game with ray tracing support. Yeah. Uh, this is only for the PC version. Uh, as far as I know, they're not doing any sort of console versions of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like it will work with any ray tracing compatible uh, GPU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not just the NVIDIA ones. Uh, so that'll be cool. They have a big uh, trailer here that makes it look really uh, starkly uh, different in sort of the the visual style. Mm-hmm. As like you can see, the lights from the portals uh, peeking into the wherever you have the portal at. Uh, a lot of nice little lighting stuff that's going on here. But they do make some of the areas uh, uh, a little bit darker mm-hmm. in some places, but. This will be one I'm looking forward to. It's like, a, oh, here's another reason to jump into Portal again mm-hmm. for another playthrough. So, yeah. Uh, free upgrade for anybody that owns it on Steam. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that'll be cool to see. And uh, let's see here. We got another delay game, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. Mm-hmm. That was scheduled for 2022, has been pushed to 2023, mm. uh, which makes sense because we've seen nothing of this game since it got announced a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they, they say here, we owe it to our amazing community to make Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, the best game it can possibly be. Seeing your fan art, reading your excited comments, and uh, connecting with your you fuels our ambition. Mm-hmm. Makes our best game yet to make Oxenfree 2 truly special and more localizations. We're moving our release window to 2023. Thank you for your patience, support, and understanding. Can't wait to share the game with you. Stay tuned. So, yeah. Hopefully they get the the time they need to finish that game up mm-hmm. in the right way. Uh, so there you go. Mm. Um, speaking of other games that don't have release dates, Hollow Knight Silk Song mm-hmm. uh, has had versions announced for Xbox Switch and PC, and now they've announced that they are also going to be releasing uh, PS5 and PS4 versions mm-hmm. alongside those, so everybody will have a chance to get the game whenever it launches. Mm. Uh, it'll also be on Game Pass whenever that launches, but mm-hmm. that's about all we know about its launch. Right. It'll happen sometime in the future, mm-hmm. and not today. So, there you go. Uh, we had another Marvel game get announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time from EA mm-hmm. uh, and Motive, uh, the makers of some Star Wars games and uh, maybe the uh, the new uh, Dead Space, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they announced an Iron Man game is what they are working on, mm. uh, which could be neat to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be interesting, sort of how that game works, because Iron Man, you know, is a character that can uh, fly around a lot. Mm-hmm. And sort of how do you build an open world? I assume it's going to be an open world uh, built around that kind of mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see, because all we know right now is that they are starting work on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a a big deal for EA. So, yeah, there you go. Another Marvel game in the works. Mm. Coming out in an undetermined amount of time. Maybe a few more years for that one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, new hardware. Microsoft and Logitech announced some new hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the... Uh, what is the title for this thing? G Cloud. Mm. The new G Cloud handheld gaming console uh, that is a small Android-powered device built around cloud streaming video games, Um, particularly since it's Microsoft involved. uh, It'll be built around streaming stuff from Game Pass's library uh, to this device. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that is, uh, uh, it's going to be $300, pretty expensive uh, little device, but it's, yeah, it looks like uh, probably closer to like a Switch Lite Mm -hmm. of sorts. Uh, Maybe some better sort of Handles on it to hold it with. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that, since the, the Switch can be a little bit rough to hold. Uh, but yeah, it seems to... They're claiming it has an extended battery life. Uh, since it's not running anything directly on the system. Uh, it has a 1080p 7-inch touchscreen, built-in controls, mm. a headphone jack, and a button and stick layout similar to an Xbox controller. Uh, it's a bit smaller than the Steam Deck. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's 300 bucks, which is pretty expensive. 
uh, for this kind of device. Uh, it does have support for the Google Play Store, so you may be able to play some smaller mobile games and such. Uh, and since it's Android, it'll be moddable. I'll be able to make any system where you have to be around an online connection at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a, a big proposition there. Yeah. Especially when like a Switch OLED is 50 bucks more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only 50 bucks less than a, the, the, the smallest Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. The cheapest Steam Deck at three fifty, uh, and you can get a Switch for three hundred and a Switch Lite for two hundred, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a tough sell as sort of anything that's mainstream. But uh, hey, people wanted a handheld for Xbox Game Pass, and here you go. Mm-hmm. Do we know if it's uh, specifically for Xbox Game Pass or is it Game Pass for PC? Uh, it's the Cloud Game Pass. Uh, so that'd be. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it'll be whatever version is adapted for the cloud version. Mm-hmm. So you have to be around a Wi-Fi point or uh, some sort of cell connection. I don't know if it has anything like that. Yeah, yeah it just says works like while it's it supports Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah. Whenever you do that, there's a new firmware that kind of takes it out. It's really annoying to just, you know, continue to upload your shit and only to have it not play it. So, yeah, I mean, I would love a Game Pass dedicated handheld, but $300, it's a little steep. And that uh, cloud, I don't care. So, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like this will be out October 17th, so next month uh, in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it's built-in Wi-Fi, so you need a Wi-Fi connection Versus maybe a cell connection that could give you a little more room to get around, though there are options for that as well. Mm. Uh, like the MiFi kind of stuff, but yeah, uh, that is a whole thing there. Alright, so yeah, the next story here, a support studio that worked on Hard Space Shipbreaker, uh, Crossfire Legion, and Secret Ponchos mm. has voted to form a union with the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Performers, yep. or stage employees. Mm. Uh yeah, this is sort of a, one of those studios that just works on tech and content for games yeah. uh, to help take the load off of uh, the main studios that are working on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were founded in Vancouver in 2015 mm-hmm. and are now the second Canadian game studio to form a labor union. Yep. Uh, so that is uh, good news. And uh, thematically, very thematically correct, too, because, I mean, a big part of Hard Space Shipbreakers is you more or less joining a union, so. Yeah, trying to form a union uh, amongst a corporation that does not like things like that. Uh, Specifically was involved in uh, getting rid of them (laughs) back in the day. Yeah. Um, In the the game's backstory, so yeah. Yep, so yeah, that is uh, good news to see. More studios uh, taking that leap. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, wish them the best of luck. Mm-hmm. And we'll start getting to the corner of companies that had a bad week. Uh, Twitch was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst a bunch of things that were going on this week, the major thing is that they banned uh, a bunch of gambling sites from being mm-hmm. streamed on their service. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly... I think it's ones that are not licensed in the U.S. Mm. or other jurisdictions that provide sufficient consumer protections. 
uh, which is hilarious. Like the U.S. provides any protections in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but this gets rid of companies like Stake.com, Rollbit.com, Dualbits.com, and Rubet.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Twitch says they may expand those as they keep evaluating this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially notable because the number of uh, streamers, big time streamers, uh, were threatening to leave the platform if they, uh, if Twitch did not take care of this. Uh, as there was a whole thing where a streamer had sort of taken on funds from his viewers mm-hmm. uh, to fund this like uh, skin gambling thing from Counter Strike Go, mm-hmm. and then just kept all the money and refused to give it back. Mm. That was a, a big deal for uh, people to pay attention to that platform. Mm. And yeah, there's been other stuff going on uh, for this stuff. But yeah, these changes will start taking place on October 18th. Uh, so hopefully that'll clean up some of the, mm. uh, the worst of the, the streaming stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're still allowing sports betting, fantasy sports and the poker stuff. Yeah. On Twitch, so mm-hmm. so keeping some of that, but it seems to mainly focus on like slots, roulette, and dice games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of thing is going to be gotten rid of. Yeah, and I'm trying to see what else is in here. Yeah, they do take down some of the biggest websites that have been sponsoring streamers, mm-hmm. uh, essentially ones that have big younger fan bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is. Good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, yeah, there's been other things that uh, have been happening on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, very bad things. Like, some of these people, where were you at then? Like, when uh, there were the, the big issue with hate raids on black streamers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was seeing one that was particularly not happy with these streamers sort of standing up for this, but not them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, we have 12 different words band to keep the n-word out of their chat yeah and it's like you have to be on on alert just in case more show up mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and it's like yeah that seems like that's still a big issue mm-hmm. uh, they probably help to mitigate some of that but you know those people don't stop becoming don't stop being black so mm-hmm. that's not a permanent solution there for them uh, but yeah, that's and like they kept it off with Matt Gates threatening to start yeah. streaming on Twitch, uh, which conveniently happened a day after people were talking about how uh, child predators maybe have better access to uh, kids on Twitch now. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a bit of a coincidence there. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's uh, a good change they're making. Maybe they need to keep working on that stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes in the future. But yeah, there's Twitch having a bad week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other company that's been having a bad week is Take Two. Yep. Uh, that's uh, particularly the yeah. lesser of the bad things is that uh, their 2K game support services were hacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they explain that's. Its help desk platform had been hacked. An invader made off the whole bunch of customer emails and said that they became aware that an unauthorized third party accessed the credentials of one of our vendors. That 
Uh, their help desk platform that 2K uses to provide support to their customers. Mm-hmm. Also saying that the unauthorized party sent a communication to certain players containing a malicious link and saying, you know, do not open emails or click on any links they receive uh, from the 2K game support account at that point. Uh, I think they have control of this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's not great when you get uh, uh, one of these support platforms that, you know, is probably a creation of uh, a third party. And unfortunately, those things are probably easier to get hacked than maybe some of the bigger systems, but mm-hmm. nonetheless kind of creates a big hassle when it's, you know, tools that you can't necessarily make in-house mm-hmm. uh, that you would have full control over for that kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, they're recommending people, you know, change passwords if you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you have multi-factor authentication on. Uh, make sure you have good antivirus programs running. Yeah. Uh, the Windows one is a a very good one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure you check in your settings and your accounts to make sure that there have been no changes or anything uh, on that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, 2K had a bad time, but Rockstar had the worst time oh, this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, this one. As <laughs> they had a big intrusion uh, from somebody that seems like it was mainly just uh, some sort of like social hacking uh, into their systems and managed to download like 90 videos, something like that mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the game in various states of uh, development, mm-hmm. you know, not looking anything like a finished game. In fact, it's as... a lot of, it's been rumored that the sort of build that this guy managed to get to is actually uh, a couple years old, apparently. Um, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of it that is, you know, has checkerboard textures and such yeah. around, uh, which is a pretty common thing for devs to do before they figure out sort of how they want the, uh, the levels and such to be designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of a, a big deal there. Uh, right. especially cause like the supposed hacker was like trying to blackmail Rockstar yeah. Which is not a great a thing to really, do. It's also a really stupid thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, putting out a statement on their forums mm-hmm. saying, like, here are 90 footage slash clips from GTA 6. It's possible I could leak more data soon. GTA 5 and 6 uh, source code and assets. GTA 6 testing build. My telegram is this. You know, and the link to the uh, the file sharing sites. Mm-hmm. And then, like, edit it later. Like, okay, so this has gone viral. And we'll go up to 3,000 Telegram DMs. And, like, oh, send me a message with this code so they know that you are serious, which is, like, this is all public posting. So, again, you're not doing anything to help yourself here. Uh, but, yeah, the... And the weird thing is seeing a lot of sites and people just calling this a leak, which is like, no, this was theft. Yeah. Uh, uh, The hacker could leak stuff, Mm. but that is not really a leak in of itself. It's uh, a big hack. Uh, And yeah, they potentially have uh, gotten a hacker 
mm-hmm. uh, arrested the hacker, a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, may have also been behind the Uber hack that was happening just before this Rockstar hack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of using the similar similar means to doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they've apparently arrested this person in Oxfordshire in the UK. So mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know that uh, the main people working on Rockstar on a GTA six are in mm-hmm. Scotland. So it makes sense that maybe somebody in uh, the UK would be one to do this, but mm. they're still working on their investigation to make sure this is the right person. Mm-hmm. I just want to see how that goes, but yeah, Rockstar uh, in the middle of this sort of said, yeah, there was an intrusion. Uh, let me see their whole message here. We recently suffered a network intrusion and authorized uh, third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, mm-hmm. including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. Uh, let's see. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services mm-hmm. or any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Mm-hmm. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you. Our yeah. players that truly exceed your expectations. We'll update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game mm-hmm. when it's ready. Uh, we want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. And yeah, there was uh, a whole big uh, thing going on with the. Uh, There's somebody that was posting, so people were reacting to like the the clips and screenshots and such mm-hmm. talking about like the, the quality of the game and all that. And it's like, versus is in development, not even close to being done. So, you know, anything here can change at any point. Uh, there was someone that posted the brilliant take that, you know, graphics are the first thing that are done in a game, which is like, no, that's not even close to being true. You don't paint your house before it's built. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not how that works for most anything mm-hmm. out there. But that led to a bunch of developers on Twitter. You can search the term graphics are the first thing. Mm-hmm. And you'll see lots of video and screenshots and such of developers across the industry mm-hmm. sharing like early game footage of their games. That is really cool to see things like, you know, hey, here's Control, uh, where... Uh, you know, their main character is just kind of running around and is able to fly a little bit and then shooting at enemies that are barely moving and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, Last of Us is in there, Uncharted. A uh, bunch of indies have been responding to that. I think uh, Cult of the Lamb was one of the first big studio uh, to respond to this, showing, you know, various bits of footage from the early parts of that game mm-hmm. uh, in development where they just had lots of placeholder art. Before they landed on the current one at release. Yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff there. Uh, if you want to see a bunch of these games, unfortunately, mm-hmm. kind of that sort of stuff should be shared more often. Yeah. Uh, should also be put in the games as far as like bonus materials. Mm-hmm. Like, show like how this game came to be. Like, here's different yeah. stages of the developments. Yeah. Because I think if there was one thing about this whole thing that really drove me crazy, is how many, and I'm assuming most of these people were kids. I want to assume that mo- that these people were kids. 
It's all yeah. like, wow, this looks terrible. This looks nothing like GTA Five. Uh, the animations are all they all look unfinished, and I want to scream is because it is unfinished. You stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Grand Theft Auto Six. Let's just say I'm not going to pretend I work at Rockstar, but let's just say that went into development as soon as Grand Theft Auto Five ended. I actually would not be surprised if they were already starting pre-planning towards the end of GTA V's development. Exactly. And my point being, Grand Theft Auto V came out in the PS5 or PS4, no, sorry, PS3. Yeah. So if graphics were done first, how can that be the case? I mean, like, they don't don't even know how powerful the PS4 or PS5 are going to be. So you're going to have graphics were first. Like, how, how, and then at, at the same time as that, this had legs. People actually believed it. Like what? What? It's it's insane, really. And um, yeah. yeah, I I feel for all the developers and you know anybody on the Rockstar team who had to go through this sort of thing. And you know they're they're definitely one of the most secretive studios in 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 the industry. You don't yeah. you don't you don't see them announce anything at E3 or anything of that sort. They just you know work and you know announce things as they're ready. And uh, unfortunately, you know the the rug got pulled out from under them. But yeah, mm-hmm. of course development continues. Like this is a rock star. They're they're some of the best at what they do. And yeah, we obviously are gonna be subject to those leaks and we know what's going on, but that doesn't mm-hmm. really affect the quality of the game. Like we expect mm-hmm. a good game. And um yes, it's it's really unfortunate. But yeah, continue. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was done. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rockstar is going to do everything in their power to you know, make this game look as good as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it's, you know, plays well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little less like what uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. kind of plays like, where it's a little bit too uh, heavy-handed in the way that that plays. But, you know, Rockstar does what it does. It does it in a vacuum of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, they won't be affected too much. They'll just their marketing people just be annoyed that, you know, this is the first bit of footage that people get to see. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think people really care once the, the final thing is out. So, yeah, that's Not kind of the... Like this. this is the reason why we have less and less preview coverage. You can, you know, you can go ahead and talk about how useful it is these days, but part of the reason why we don't, like, know as much as we should know is because we'll keep looking. It sucks. Yeah. yeah that's why... More and more games aren't showing much of anything until, you know, they're a month or two out from launch. And uh, while you're seeing less and less, like, actual gameplay in early trailers, uh, because people freak out in the dumbest ways possible. You can even go back to, like, the Kickstarter for the Double Fine Adventure game, where the people that were in that campaign kind of could see how things were going throughout when they announced, like, oh, we're going to split this up and get the first part out first. Yeah. And everybody outside was freaking out and all this. And everybody inside, like, saw everything from that documentary and was like, yeah, this yeah. makes sense. It's also both interesting and funny seeing, like, what Rockstar is resorting to prosecuting, like, whoever leaked this stuff. I mean, like, they're doing everything short of killing this guy. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be funny with uh, whoever ends up getting caught here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like trying to blackmail them certainly is not going to help them out in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually a pretty bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're able to keep yourself that uh, in the safe zone. 
And this guy apparently wasn't if they got caught. If this is actually them. So we'll have to see how this whole story progresses. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is the Rockstar's bad week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've made so much money off of GTA V, they really shouldn't even care about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Too much outside of you know whatever punishment this person gets, because uh, yeah. they can they can afford. They're not going to be losing any money off of this. That's mm-hmm. not how that's not how this works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that is going to be it for the show this week. Uh, not a ton to talk about this week, but the holiday season is upon us. We'll be back next week as no uh, October has started and we will uh, have to deal with that reckoning. Uh, But yeah, we are almost hitting episode 400. I think this episode should be 398. Uh Uh, We will be at 399 next week and 400 should be October the 9th. So we'll have, Mm. try to have uh, some of the, the old crew on to see uh, what they've been doing. Talk about that stuff and, Maybe some other fun stuff. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Brandon Danner for joining this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. If you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know that they should check it out and select strangers that won't hack you uh, and try to blackmail you for uh, the dumb things you have stored in your, I guess, Google or Apple cloud accounts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Have a good one.